Hello, everyone. Welcome to Unbreakable. I'm L, And I am Kay. And today we are talking about homebound and isolation, um, which we thought was a good topic because with the coronavirus going around and everybody being quarantined <laughs> yes. and not knowing what to do with themselves, um, it's very similar to chronic illness and how most of us have to live on a day-to-day basis. Exactly. Um, right. So we thought it would be a good time to talk about how to handle your day and, and the types of things that you might introduce um, into your life once you find yourself in a situation where you're not being able to do all the things you normally do, like work full time or do a lot of, um, you know, outdoor activities, things that you might have normally you know, hang been out with your friends. Right. Hang out with your friends every week. You know, let's face it, everything's changed. Exactly. And I know that when I first was diagnosed, that was a really hard thing for me to um, become accustomed to. Because, of course, when you first become diagnosed, your whole goal is like, I want to get back to where I was. I want to get back to doing all the things, you know, hiking and boating and whatever you were doing. Um, So it takes you a while to adjust. And then you come to a point after you've been isolated for so long and homebound as much as you have where you're like, I'm really getting bored. I'm getting a little stir crazy. What am I going to do with my time? So um, hobbies become, usually I think with most people, the first thing that um, people start to look for. What am I going to do? How am I going to have fun? Um, it's, the, it's the easiest thing to fall back on because, you know, it's what you're acquainted to. That, that's your thing. That's what your go-to is. You know, mm-hmm. and that that's your comfort zone a mm-hmm. lot of times. Um so, yeah, I agree with you there. You know, hobbies would definitely be, you know, and a lot of guys, I know the guys, you know, if there's any guys listening to this, it would be like gaming, right? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're, you know, they're banking in their hours on the gaming, which is fine as long as you're happy and content and not, you know, getting depressed and, you know. So, but there's a lot of different hobbies out there. What are some that you have or that well, you found in? For myself, it was like, like I said, I was doing a lot of outdoor activities and with lupus being out in the sun um, and things like that is kind of counterproductive. And also the inflammation that can come with overextending yourself. So I started to um, learn how to do a lot of crafting stuff, which is funny for me because anybody who knew me before, I was not crafty. (laughs) (laughs) I was not a crafty person. I was, I was creative, but I was not crafty. (laughs) So, um, the first thing that I started doing was like, um, I got into pen paling, which is as a support group. I joined a support group and that was the first thing I did. Like I was sick. I was like, okay, my natural instinct was like, I need to find other people who have already been doing this so that I have somebody who's already walk the path and can kind of lead the way for me. Um, I'm not one to like reinvent the wheel. I want to know what other people have done. So that was my first instinct in doing that In doing that, I came to a pen pal group for chronic illness um, and particularly women. And Mm -hmm. I learned how to do like uh, creative things for them. Like we'd make bookmarks for each other. We would do like these pen pal pocket um, things where it's like this little booklet and you put a little, cute letter inside this little pocket and just all these little creative things, which opened me up to painting birdhouses, 
Then I started learning <laughs> how to paint on acrylics. I That's started awesome. to, yeah. I mean, so I started doing all of this, like, um, home nesting, creative, making everything around me colorful. That's great though. That's and really, so, really good. Yeah. So it made me feel more empowered in my environment. It made me feel, cause there is a depression that settles in. So um, I think if you surround yourself with happy colors, it absolutely helps. Um, so I that agree. was, that's how I started with, with my first hobbies. What did you do? Oh, wow. Well, um, some of my original hobbies have kind of lost a years due to my abilities, but something I really enjoyed doing, and I'm going to sound really old, but it was sewing. <laughs> um, I actually used to sew leather by hand. Um, wow. I also um, used to do costage, you know, the beautiful color variation and, you know, stuff like that. Um, I used to really enjoy doing that. Mm -hmm. um, so now more, um, uh, it's, you know, reading, um, and, um, I love movies. I, I am like a bookworm, but also a movie worm. If it's, I don't know, what is it? A movie geek? I don't know what the term is anymore, but I would be completely <laughs> lost without Netflix. So <laughs> I totally get it. I think most people are like addicted to media because it does offer so much. It really did, but like, I, let me, I'm going to date myself, it's okay, but this is how much that I love movies. We're going back to the days of Blockbuster. Oh. <laughs> do we remember those days? Okay, so, um, if you do, remember they had, you used to have those different, you know, levels of, you could, you know, buy the card and so many movies, you get a free one and mm -hmm. blah, 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 you know. Um, I was the blue card. I should have been the freaking gold card. I was the blue <laughs> card. I would get a free movie like every other time I would go. You know, wow. I was huge um, into movies. There's a lot of movies that most people probably don't know about that, you know, that I've seen just simply because I was isolated. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this looks good. Or... I've heard that this was made way back when and, you know, why it's supposed to be interesting. Let's check it out. So, um, it, uh, it really, um, was helpful for me to pass the time. And the other thing I wanted to bring up, you know, there's two types of gaming, you know, there's not just on that, you know, on, on, on your, computer, you know, um, there's also your apps on your phone, or, you know, on your computer, you can find, mm -hmm. well, that's another big thing for me. You know, you can waste hours and forget about everything that's going on, which is what yeah, you need sometimes. I, I love doing that too. It's a great distraction. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really a nice feeling, especially right now for a lot of people, if you can lose yourself like that. Absolutely. And when you have chronic pain, especially, which many people do who have chronic illness, it kind of goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. um, any kind of distraction like a movie or a game can just pull you out of yourself just even momentarily and give you a little bit of relief. Um, so I think it's really important to have like those distractions lined up because, I mean, if you're in a lot of pain, you don't necessarily want to be really creative. You don't want to put a lot of work into something. 
Sometimes you just need to be um, relaxed and just have your mind taken somewhere else. Exactly. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the games and movies will do that for you. Mm -hmm. So, although depending on which game, but yeah. Well, that's true too. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I was going back to the whole support group thing. Yes. I think, I think also it's really important to take your situation um, and try to make it as positive as you can, because it's really easy to um, fall a into a negative. Yeah, to fall into a negative pattern because, oh, let's face it, it's not the easiest life to live. Um, yeah. But really, you know, this is something you're going to have to live with every day. So the sooner that you can try to make the best of it, the better. It took me a while, um, but there's a lot of support groups that you can find like social media. Like if you, um, yeah, spending a lot of time on social media is not necessarily a good thing, but if you use it correctly, it's amazing because you can find groups on Facebook. You can find hashtag groups on Twitter. Well, they'll do like, um, like for instance, for lupus, they'll have lupus night where they talk about a topic and they all find each other through hashtags and they discuss things together. Um, yeah and on instagram they do the same thing so there are many yeah there are many things that you can find and you know there's groups that you can find if you just do a google search they'll be fine so um i I hate to sound old school again you know but um you know the groups are out there you know it's not like it was back when we were Younger, it's like YouTube, uh, Yahoo was the only place that had groups. <laughs> right? Yeah. right? It's like, no, now you can find them on Google and, yep. you know, pretty much everywhere. And the thing is, too, um, my personal suggestion, not dissing any public groups or pages at all. Mm-hmm. But if you are someone who is not, you know, just wanting anybody or everybody you know, to know your business or to know how you feel, to express yourself, you know, maybe look for a private group or a private page. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with sitting back a little bit, get to know people. Exactly. You know, see if, if there's, you know, you're comfortable enough that you want to open up because we all know those people like that out there mm-hmm. who take a little time before they feel trusted. And that's that's kind of the beauty of the internet because you can be kind of anonymous. So, well, this is true, true. Yeah, there are some situations like you can join Twitter, and there's a lot of people who are not um, putting up their regular picture and whatever. We all we all see those profiles, and sometimes sometimes it's so that they can join these groups. You know, um, not be as shy because they don't have to worry about you know their coworker seeing it or whatever. Um, so that is kind of the beauty of the internet, but also you can find support groups that are face to face in your town. So if you need that connection, that's available too. Um, exactly. And again, even if it's not, even if it's not just virtual or just face to face, I mean, you know, even if it's not local, I'm sorry, is what I meant to say. Um, you know, having someone to talk to, even if it is online, that gets you. Mm-hmm. Can, can can do a world of good you know um you can it, draw close to that person to the point where you're comfortable enough maybe to progress to talking on the phone and now you have a new best friend that you talk to every day or every other day which 
absolutely happened for me. And <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the, the people that are the closest to me in my life right now are from those groups. Um, and I really don't know how I would have made it through without them, like for real. Um, and that's, that's an awesome like testament. To, it is. Yeah. yeah it is. And I love them to death. Um, and so, but it taught me that you can take your situation and turn it into a positive. Um, you know, there's women that make businesses out of like, I've seen women who make jewelry, um, that pertain to the colors of the illness that they have for the ribbons that, you know, represent that illness. Absolutely. Um, I've seen women, you know, write poetry. I've seen women start support groups of their own. Um, so there's like a lot of positive things, but that reminds me too, though, like sources of income, like all of a sudden you're sitting at home, you can't make any money out in the real world. So what do you do? Exactly. <laughs> you know? hmm. Um, that's probably one of the biggest hurdles today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, again, social media is a great place because there are a lot of opportunities and I mean, I know there's a lot of scams out there too, but if you're willing to put time into something that you're passionate about, um, like a lot of my friends, they do nails or, um, some of them are, you know, into beach body or some of like, you know, some of the women that are chronically ill, like I have a friend, she, um, crochets little bears for, um, hospitals. And oh, she, that's so awesome. I know, right? And she, she makes a small um, living off of it because um, besides the hospitals, other people will see what she's done and what she donates. And, you know, people will say, hey, can you make me this or that? And she'll make a couple dollars doing that. Um, but, you know, really, she's just passionate about what she does. And if you're passionate about something. Absolutely. People that's are going to be interested in what you do. All the more reason to do it. I. Uh was a small business owner at one time and like I said with the sewing leather you know mm-hmm. um and so we my partner and I at the time we did that and um we also started producing artwork um that he was able to produce and things but our everybody who bought bought things the master interacted with us knew that this was not just something that we just decided to do. This was something we were very passionate and in love with. Mm-hmm. And and that shows a lot. You know, it does. I think that's why, you know, that makes the difference. So I really think you should take advantage of that. If there's something you're really good at, even if you think it might not work, there's somebody out there that may be looking for that exact thing. Exactly. And you may go through a couple of things before you find what your real niche is but it it may take a while it may Mm -hmm. you know but just hang in there you know make your list cross off the things that don't work but just keep plugging away that's that's the important thing exactly i mean it's another way that you can take a, a situation where you might be upset that you're home now and you can't do the things you used to do but here's an opportunity Mm-hmm. to turn it around and start something new, which is but exciting. The, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, a thought that just came to my mind, um, for those of you that can still dive, you know, if if you're unfortunate enough um, or, or you need more money just for whatever reason, 
being paid. You know, there's other avenues. You want to get out of the house for a couple of hours? Sign up for one of the food deliveries. Do that for two hours. You get to drive around. You get a couple of tips. You sign off and you go home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a way to get out of the house. You're not really getting exposed to a mm-hmm. lot because most people at this point are asking you to leave it at the door and ring the door anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those you just have, you know, think outside of the box, be creative. That's something that you just reminded me of too when you said that. What's is um, Well, I was thinking of Meals on Wheels when you're talking about food delivery. Yeah. And one of the things that I started to do when I found myself with extra time was I decided I would volunteer. So okay. most people, when they become you know disabled or chronically ill, um, they don't think that they have a lot to give. Mm-hmm. But you do. You have a lot you can give. There are so many avenues to donate your time and to help others. Um, when I first started donating, it was for hospice mm. and the elderly, awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. The elderly are so appreciative of any time that you can give them at all. So, you know, if you can get in a car and get there and just sit down and have a conversation, you are giving somebody a huge gift. Uh, but unfortunately I will, I will say this. Don't do that right now. Because you can't go to an <laughs> right now. Well, um, that's that's true. That is true. <laughs> Any other day, yes. Right, right. Um, but right now, would you please don't do that. Yeah, and then after that, I decided to volunteer for the Humane Society. Um, so I would, you know, spend time with animals. But Which the is point, awesome too. The point being, though, is that if you feel really wrapped into yourself, and and things are feeling. Um, really depressing to you and you feel really down. One of the best things I feel that you can do is put your mind outside of yourself. Cause as soon as you put your mind and your attention outside of yourself, um, things start to change. The more you I give see. to others, the, the better you feel about yourself. At least that's how I feel. Exactly. Exactly. It puts it in perspective for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It helps. You know, it helps you realize, you know, just, hey, I'm blessed, you know, not or not as bad off as I thought it was. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really what it is. It's like my situation may be horrible, but there's still somebody out there who needs me um, and I have something to give and I have something to offer. And you always do like connection is everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a short break and we will be back. Sounds good. Welcome back, guys. Or should I say, hey, we're back. Um, so we were talking about hobbies and, and uh, you know, turning things into a positive as far as being quarantined and isolated right now. and something. Um, that I noticed that was really cool is there's a lot of virtual free tours that you can take online at the moment. I don't know if it's all the time, but I know for right now with the quarantine and, and things going on, there's some really great virtual tours you can take out there where awesome. you can learn stuff and see stuff that you you might never see or that you've never seen before. Cool. Um, so I'm just going to give you a little list 
Um, I say a little, haha, but you know, I try <laughs> to, uh, you know, but just give you an idea of some of them that are out there um, that I found interesting. Um, let's start with museums. Um, if you're interested in museum, the actual Louvre in Paris, you can actually do a virtual tour there. So if you've been wanting to see that, go look, check it out. You can see it now. Awesome. Um, uh, the Guggenheim also. Um, uh, the Smithsonian Natural Museum is, um, of Natural History as well as um, the Smithsonian Museum of Art. They both are offering virtual tours. That's located in Washington, D.C. So if you've never been there or you want to revisit, now's the time and it's free. So, cool. um, <laughs> uh, the other cool thing, one of my favorite painters actually is Vincent Van Gogh, the Van Gogh Museum. Oh my God, my favorite. Which is in the Netherlands, in case any of you don't know, but you can actually Google them, find their website and do a virtual tour right now with them as well. Um, another one would be the Vatican, the Vatican oh. Museum in Italy, which if, if you know, you're interested in the religious artifacts and the really old stuff nobody gets to see, you can see that right now. And that includes Michelangelo's painting of the Sistine Chapel, by the way. Sweet. Yeah. That I want to take advantage of. I definitely would like to look that up. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so the last couple on the museum, I know it's a long list, but there's so many good ones, is um, the British Museum in London, London, which you know is going to have a lot of amazing stuff right off mm-hmm. the bat. Right. Um, and then, of course, NASA. Yes, I said NASA. You can go and get a virtual of, of NASA. Um, so uh, that's pretty amazing. And as well, I think if I read it correctly, um, one of the bases that is associated with NASA, you can actually see like a live stream of what they're doing um, on the base. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now for the women out there, back on. Uh, NASA <laughs> Women's Museum is also doing virtual tour. So don't let that stop you if you're interested. And of course, last but not least on the museum list, everybody knows, but so glad that they're available, is the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York oh, City. Oh, nice. If you haven't been there, I highly suggest doing the virtual tour because it's only going to make you want to go more. It's amazing. Like, um, seriously, you could just log in and see all this <laughs> stuff. Like, get right? lost for hours. Exactly. Like, you find something googling that topic and you find out all about that and next thing you know four hours have passed and you've learned all this stuff exactly it is cool (laughs) um if you're looking for something more on the lighter side um or you're more of an animal person um there are some zoos uh that are doing live live uh, uh virtual feed live stream so to speak um and that is the cincinnati zoo the cincinnati zoo the Atlanta Zoo, the Georgia Zoo, the Houston Zoo, and, of course, the one I always have wanted to go to, which is the San Diego Zoo. They're all doing virtual tours and live stream. Nice. Okay. Um, nice. Oh, last, I forgot one more. I apologize. But the National Aquarium is also doing um, the free tours as well. Um, 
there's only two theme parks that we are that I that I'm that I know of that are participating at the moment with this, and that would be Disney World and Legoland. So if if you need your Disney fix or your Lego fix, hmm. there you go. You you can at least do you know you can at least check it out online. Um, hey, as as people that deal with this on a regular basis, we know it's not the same, but. You know, at least it's a way to see things. Yeah, exactly. And how cool is it? Like, this is the thing, like when there's a a thing like, you know, a virus that's becoming, you know, a pandemic, whatever. um, Mm -hmm. It's great how people come together and they decide to open up, you know, there's their uh, art or the animal environment that they have so that other people have something to do and can learn. Absolutely. I think that's what, you know, we all have to sort of take away from this is that with chronic illness, there is not going to be an end to, you know, our personal quarantines. Exactly. And so to make this a positive and learn mm-hmm. something, I mean, I got really excited when you're talking about the Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't even done that yet, so I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, people talk often about not having the time to do things. And I know that it's really hard to be diagnosed with an illness that changes your life. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you're now given an opportunity to invest in yourself, invest in your uh, hobbies, create new ones, Mm -hmm. um, learn some new things. And also, you know, you can learn new ways to express yourself. So we were talking about that earlier, right? Absolutely. Yes, and absolutely. so like, what are some of the ways that you learn to express yourself? Well, um, for me personally, uh, expressing myself is usually easiest, um, in writing form, you mm-hmm. know, or talking to people. Um, I know I have a lot of, uh, I'm not artistic, in, in, in the nice, pretty way, you know? <laughs> so, you know, for me, I'm a little more limited than that. So, um, but I know for a lot of other people that are more gifted than me, um, as far as creativity, you've got a lot more avenues. Although I will back up for a minute. I will say creativity comes in a lot of good yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can be creative. Um, in cooking, and that's something that I do enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if that's something you do have an interest in or you don't mind doing or you like learning new recipes, why not? Exactly. You know? Um, yeah. You, you know, supplies might be limited right now, so you can kind of do, a ga- you know, make it a game. <laughs> Uh, right. These are what I have to work with. Um, what can I come up? What can I make for dinner tonight to come up with this kind of stuff? But uh, I mean, even in the long term, like doing a new recipe every week could be a new thing. That because you're opening you yourself up to new culture. You can open up to new cultures. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're, you're learning new dishes. What's wrong with finding a new favorite? The mm-hmm. worst that can happen is nobody likes it and you suffer through it for one meal. <laughs> right. So yeah, if you're interested in cooking, trying new recipes, baking, um, those kind of things, 
you know, this is this is definitely for those of you who don't normally have time on your hand, take advantage. You know, do it. And I think that when you're like faced with this kind of crisis too, Mm -hmm. um, beyond the distractions, you know, which could be Netflix to cooking to whatever creative thing you're doing, um, you also need a way to express your feelings. So, because I mean, for myself, go ahead. No, well, for myself, you know, um, it's not always easy to talk about. You know, because you're still processing what's happening to you. So um, what were you saying, Elle? Like, in what ways would you um, productively put those feelings into a, a positive avenue? Well, as usual, you took the words out of my mouth. Basically, you know, not all of us are comfortable with even talking about it out loud, you know, let alone processing it to the point where we can talk about it out loud. Mm-hmm. Um so again, for me personally, uh, writing it out, right. finding the right words without justifying it to anyone else, just writing out those words until I find that right word that explains it, you know, or or thinks thinks with how I'm feeling, um, and then finish that sentence or do whatever, but just just whatever. Um, Whatever you're feeling in whatever way you could do it, if it's if it's writing, if it's singing, if it's listening to music, if you have some place you can go safely to shoot off a gun. <laughs> At right. this point, there's no gun rangers, which is why I'm saying that. <laughs> um, or even like all, a journal, if you have exactly. a personal journal, yeah, exactly. But it's all about getting your those emotions and feelings out where you feel better. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. Like, I know we um, haven't touched on this yet a lot, but, and this might be for a future podcast, but that's a lot okay. of times, we can bring that back up. Go for it. a lot of times, like when you're diagnosed with something, they say, Oh, this is what you have. We finally figured it out, but they don't tell you what to do with it. So, you know, exactly. Sometimes it's really good to get a therapist that you can talk things out with so that they can help you um, process those feelings in a positive way and help you explain things to other people. I agree 100%. And that will be a future episode as far as I'm concerned. So, All right. <laughs> right. If you're interested, and- keep an eye out. <laughs> exactly. And like, so... Ways to express yourself are really important, but also there's like a spiritual um, element to this for a lot of people where absolutely they may rely on their religion. Um, what other ways do you think, Elle, that people could utilize their spiritual side so that they could um, be able to handle all of this downtime and all of this, you know, free time that's basically unaccounted for suddenly? Well, you know, I'm no professional, of course, but, um, you know, for me, I don't, it doesn't matter what religion you are, really. It's just finding, you know, that, that, um, inner peace that, you know, or, or finding that, that, that comfort, you know, uh, for some, a lot of people that, like myself, it's, it's, it's going out into nature. 
mm-hmm. um, and just being surrounded by that and being able to kind of get grounded again, if that makes any kind of sense. Oh my God. Um, I totally agree with you because, okay. well, yeah, like if I walk barefoot, they call it grounding. Like if you, if you walk barefoot against the earth, um, putting your hands on the earth and planting things. I don't know what it is, but like, it makes me feel so much better just getting into nature, even if it's in your own backyard. Exactly. Getting into the sunshine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and again, the experience of being homebound, don't realize what a precious gift that is. To be able to just walk outside and feel that, all of those things, and smell all of those things, and experience all of those things. You know, so for most of you that might that don't have this that were listening to this, they're like, "Really? <laughs> right? I know. That's okay. I know. That's okay. You'll open the window. Open the blinds. Right, right. Ask someone to open the window. Smell the fresh air. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, every little bit matters. It really does. Right, and and if you are more, you know, this is your opportunity. You know, if you're more capable. Go go work on your backyard. Go 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 plant some beautiful flowers and 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 plants. You know, just this is your time. Yeah, why not enjoy it? And if you can't bend over, get a little pot and there put you your go. Hand, put your hands in the dirt. Put it on a table. <laughs> you know, absolutely. There's always a way around it. Just you know, you just need to find it. You know, think outside the box sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed, you know, everybody says we're supposed to fit in a box, but no, we're not. Nobody fits in a box. We're all different. We're all different. It's about finding what makes us happy. Yeah, especially and, in this life. In this mm-hmm. life, you're outside the box already, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I think spirituality really matters a lot in this um, situation because, again, um, for myself with volunteering, I said, you know, you, you're taking a step outside of yourself. You're looking elsewhere. You're focusing outside of yourself. And I think spirituality gives people that opportunity as well. And it really doesn't matter as far as I'm concerned. It really doesn't matter what your spiritual preferences are. Exactly. But to draw your strength from outside of yourself, to put your energy outside of yourself again, I think is really powerful. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. So I'm right there I know. with you. All right. So that matters to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So L, what is the oh. question? What is the question of the week? Like, okay, so we're going to be doing this question of the week. So everybody out there, put your questions in the comments. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you need those questions. All right. Yeah. Okay, so what is the question this week? So we have uh, an anonymous source this week, but um, they wanted to know, how did you handle it when no one believed you about your condition? Oh, my goodness. So how did you handle it, Elle? <laughs> wow, I was going to say you first. But, you know. <laughs> well, I-, I can go first. Okay, so when nobody believed me. Okay, so this is actually, oh, my goodness. I had a friend um, who was my best friend for so many years, but we knew each other for 20 years. Wow. Um, she was such a close friend that 
when I moved out of state into a new state, she followed me down. Wow. And yeah, we were very much a part of everyday life for each other. Um, when I started to become sick, at first she was really supportive. And then after that, um, you know, as every doctor that I saw gave me a different, well, I think it's this, I think it's Cushing's, I think it's PCOS, I think it's metabolic disease. I think, you know, I was calling her up on the phone. I was like, oh my God, this is what they think it is. I think we finally have the answer. Um, at some point, you know, eventually she started to like not believe that anything was wrong with me at all. Which hurt because we had been friends for so many years. Like we're not talking How a couple could your years. Best friend not believe you <clears throat> after twenty years. Like really, and so um, we got to a point where she basically said to me, "I don't think there's anything wrong with you at all. I think your doctors can't figure it out because nothing's happening, and I'm so tired of you telling me how sick you are." And it crushed me. It really crushed. Yeah, it crushed me. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't be? Right. And it it hurt me so bad. And within that same month, it took me a while, but within that same month, I broke off the friendship um, because I just couldn't handle that kind of rejection and that kind of disbelief and that kind of non-support in my worst time in my life. Who needs that negativity? Exactly. You don't need that on top of everything else that you've been through. And so, and you know, a part of that too was like, I couldn't do the things I normally did with my friend. So I'm sure that she was feeling a sense of loss way before um, I finally got my diagnosis. But by the time I got my diagnosis, we weren't friends anymore. So she never got to hear that. Um, Hey, I was right. Something's wrong, you know? (laughs) Um, But point being, how did I handle it? Well, it wasn't always easy. I didn't handle it well a lot of the time. I cried in the car, leaving doctor's appointments. Um, But the one thing that I did do was never give up on myself. So even though it's hard... Even though you might cry, even though you might lose support, you have to keep fighting for yourself. When you finally get that diagnosis, and a lot of people don't want the diagnosis. They're like, if I find out what it is, then I then now I have this thing attached to me what it is, you know, like which I never understood because you have it whether you know it or not. So it's better to know and be able to treat it. Absolutely. Um I will tell you this, anyone who's out there and is is feeling like I did at the time, um, nobody believed me. I cried a lot. (laughs) I wondered if I would ever find out what's going on. I questioned my own sanity at times. Um, It was horrible. I lost friends. But, But I held on hope that I would find the right doctor. And when I finally did, everything changed. I found better friends. I found friends that I have now that were so are so much better than any friend I've had ever had in my past. Um, awesome. Yeah, my life is so much better now in that regard. And so 
Um, how did I like, handle it? I didn't handle it great, but I never gave up on myself. That's how I handled it. That's that's a great answer, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting for me because uh, no one, you know, believed you. I had one person in my corner, my mother. And unfortunately, even that was my mother and me against some family members sometimes um because you know a lot of people just you know she's just lazy especially when the fibromyalgia and the chronic fatigue you know because it wasn't even a thing back then Mm -hmm. you know um it was barely a terminology that was recognized in the medical field so uh it was extremely hard then uh, to get people to take it seriously. Um, and uh, for me, there was a, you know, I was young when it started. So I was about mm-hmm. 11, 12 years old. So for me, it was a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of anger because I was being bullied at school because it wasn't normal. Um, I'd already been bullied at school already for the other stuff, but now this on top of it, it was just, you know, one more, you know, the icing on the cake kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of anger, there was a lot of tears, there was a lot of loneliness, there was a lot of isolation. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, that was, and self-preservation is really how it was find that looking back Mm -hmm. um because how else do you handle that um now fortunately or unfortunately with the usher and current day you know more people are understanding and things like that so that does help but you know as far as as you know people who are just ignorant you know, it still is hard some days mm-hmm. to to interact, you know, and or deal with them, uh, on my personal view. But um that is that is my experience with that. And I mean I from what you just said, I could only imagine what it was like at 12 or 13, because that's a really <laughs> hard age to begin with. It's so. like, hey, you're going through puberty. Let's just attack <laughs> on top of everything else. Right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 It, it was, it, you know, because as a teenager, you're already lazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody expects teenagers to be lazy. But for me, it was, you know, like, oh, it's like extremely lazy because she will sleep. For 12 hours and, you know, it's not a big deal. <laughs> right. And, I mean, um, how wonderful that your mom was supportive. That, it, it is really amazing. I am very mm-hmm. grateful for my mother because I am, for whatever reason, you know, she never questioned. You know, she always knew gut instinct kind of thing. Um, that is so great. That is so great. Yeah. Yeah. So and she always I mean, thought till she got the answer. When I had um, my situation, too, I did have my husband. Um, 
he was, he never, he knew, he knows me. Like he's known me. We've been together for 21 years. So he's known me. Yeah. He knows me more than anyone. And he knew that something was wrong. So he never doubted me. But even when you have that one person and everybody, I hope, has that one person, not everyone does. And no, uh, but if you're lucky enough to have that one person. Um, <laughs> Appreciate them and hang on to them. Yes. Every fiber of your being. <laughs> exactly. And just be like, thank you for you, because. Um, There's a lot so of, many people out there that. Yeah. Don't. And and that's the reality of this. There's going to be people. There's always going to be people that don't. Um, no matter how long you've been diagnosed, no matter what you're going through, people are usually. Here's a quote. <laughs> We're not at the quote yet, but there's a quote that says, um, "People are not against you; they're for themselves." Exactly. And so. I realize, you know, they're not against me because I have lupus, because I have limitations. They're for themselves. So they have their own agenda. They have their own desires. And they want friends that can surround themselves and do what they want to do. So if you no longer can do that or you can't to begin with, you find yourself on the outside of that group. However, the chronic illness group, the community, I have to say, is more heartfelt stronger, more committed, better friends. They are the most awesome. Understanding. Especially, yes, understanding, especially the women. Um, men, I'm sure you are too, but I have to give props to the women right now. Um, <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> I mean, seriously, just the most amazing friends. So if you're new to this, do not lose hope. You are not alone. No, you're not. And, you know, in those situations, you know, for the first time, quarantine for the first time again, you are not alone either. Mm-hmm. Find that group. You'll find it. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be anything spectacular. Just find something you're interested in and find a group and just become a part of it and enjoy it. Right. Exactly. Um, you make new friends, mm-hmm. you know. This is a really good time to make new friends. Hop on social media. Talk about what's going on. Um, Don't get too wrapped up in, you know, the fears of everything. Jump into something positive and make the best of your time. Exactly. You can make a new best friend out of this whole situation. That's right. There you go. Um, You know, that could be your new thing. You know, your new adventure for for the 2020 quarantine outfit. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That would be a cool way to meet your new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I don't know, but it would definitely be a story. Really <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're going to get into the media. Um, so for those of you who do not know who we are, because we're very new, um, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Everything um, that you need is going to be on the screen of this video and in the description so you can figure out where we are and give us your questions. um, Give us some comments. We love feedback, positive and negative. Let us know what you think. Uh, Let us know how we can improve. We always want to improve. Mm -hmm. And um, Elle, what is the topic next week? So next week, for a lot of you, thumb for a loop. Because you're not going to have an idea of what I'm talking about. 
But here hmm. we go. Next week, we're going to be talking about the definition of spoonies. Oh. Yes. So many <laughs> of you are probably going, I need to Google this so I don't con- seem like a complete idiot or whatever. Right? But trust me, don't worry about it. You're not the first person to not hear this term before. And I promise you in the next episode, we will fill you in, help you understand it. You know, not just from the, the standard, but just from also from the personal perspective as well. Right. Because like I was in the uh, chronic illness community for a couple of years and they're still, um, well, in a group that I've been in for five years, there are still women who do not know what the term spoonie means. And um, it's it's incredible. So I cannot wait Absolutely. to talk about the topic. <laughs> and it's a newer term. So hopefully we'll be able to bring a lot of the, you know, um, not so newer generation into this and understanding mm-hmm. what it is. And hey, you can, you know, connect up and uh, yeah. be able to search for what you need to to get what you're looking for. So exactly. We're so excited to help you guys out. Yeah, that'll be fun. And okay, so the quote of this week, because we love to leave you guys with a quote. Yes, I like this one a lot. Right? So here we go. You're going to carry this illness for the rest of your life. So you can either wallow in the weight of that, or you can fight for your only life and make it a great story. Absolutely. And I think that wraps up basically everything we've been saying tonight. You know, make the positive, make it a positive. Even if it's just the sunshine, remember that. (laughs) Exactly. And no matter what you may be going through, you are not alone. Absolutely. 100%. We're with you. Even if we're not there with you, we are with you. And there's many others like you out there. Exactly. We will talk to you guys soon, okay? Hang in there until next time. See you next time, guys. Good night.